This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Volkswagen plans to switch the type of batteries it uses for electric vehicles. Reuters reports it will phase out the use of pouch batteries in favor of Prismatic. LG Energy Solution and SK Innovation supply VW with the pouch batteries, while CATL and Samsung SDI supply it with the Prismatic ones. The automaker may be making the switch because Prismatic batteries are relatively safer than pouch batteries, according to one analyst. He also says there isn't enough supplies of Prismatic batteries, so it could take a while before VW fully adopts them. And speaking of battery supplies, Panasonic's outgoing CEO, Kazuhiro Suga, says the company needs to lessen its reliance on Tesla and needs to start supplying more global automakers with EV batteries. He said, quote, We need to graduate from our one-legged approach of relying solely on Tesla. While Panasonic may need to diversify the companies it supplies, last month it said its Tesla battery business will be profitable this year. Kia revealed its first dedicated battery electric vehicle, the EV6. But we're not really sure what type of vehicle this is. Is it a sedan, station wagon, crossover, or fastback? It's almost like a combination of all four. But one thing that is for sure is this is a progressive design. Frequent viewers already know we're a fan of the grillless front end, which we think ages better. And that really allows for the hood to have this cascading effect, like water flowing over a boulder. Note how designers created a floating roof with blacked out A-pillars and a shark fin at the rear. We have a feeling a two-tone paint scheme on the EV6 would look great. Rounding out the exterior styling is what looks like a single light bar that extends from rear wheel arch to rear wheel arch. Like the exterior, interior styling is uncluttered. The instrument cluster and infotainment screen blend together and float in the middle of the dashboard. Kia didn't reveal any specs for the EV6, but it's based on the same platform as the Hyundai Ioniq 5, so we would expect similar figures. Battery sizes that range between 58 and 77.4 kilowatt hours that provide somewhere around 375 to 500 kilometers or 230 to 300 miles of range. The National Transportation Safety Board is calling for stricter autonomous vehicle regulation. The agency wrote a letter to NHTSA saying in part that it needs to implement rules that prevent driver assistance systems from operating beyond their intended use. We agree. But the NTSB seems to have a particular issue with Tesla's FSD and autopilot system. It mentions the EV maker multiple times in the letter and says NHTSA's lack of requirements has allowed Tesla to operate a highly automated system, quote, with limited oversight or reporting requirements. We'd love to hear your comments on that.
Adaptive cruise control is a great feature when you're on a long road trip or stuck in traffic. But the IIHS says drivers are more likely to speed when using it. That's because the system can be set above the legal speed limit. While some research shows adaptive cruise control can lower crash risks, the IIHS did its own study and found that drivers were 24% more likely to speed on limited access highways. Drivers exceeded the speed limit by the largest margin on 55 mile per hour zones by an average of eight miles per hour over the limit. The IIHS says more research needs to be done, but it suggests that the systems should not be allowed to be set over the speed limit to help prevent speeding. Connected car technology is going to allow Mercedes owners in Germany to fill up their gas tank without digging into their wallet or purse. Using either the Mercedes Me app or the vehicle's infotainment screen, owners first select a participating station and then start the navigation to that location. Geofencing automatically identifies the station and once the engine is shut off, the customer picks a fuel pump. The system calculates the price based on how much room is left in the tank, the type of fuel selected, and its price. Then the customer authorizes that amount, starts filling, and drives off once they're done. They're only charged for what they put in and even have a receipt sent right to them. There's over 900 filling stations in Germany already participating, and Mercedes will roll out this to other European countries by the end of the year. Well, Hindenburg Research is back at it. This time it's accusing EV startup Lordstown Motors of misleading investors about its demand and production capabilities. The report caused Lordstown stock to drop by as much as 23% on Friday. Hindenburg says Lordstown's claims of 100,000 pre-orders of its truck is, quote, largely fictitious, based on conversations it's had with former employees, business partners, and document reviews. It also claims Lordstown is facing issues that will delay production by at least three years. Lordstown denies the allegations. But it's important to note that Hindenburg has a short position on Lordstown, so it stands to gain from a drop in its stock price. But last year, Hindenburg accused Nikola of similar wrongdoing, which turned out to be true and led to the ouster of then-CEO Trevor Milton. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. For those of you that don't know, graphene is a form of carbon that was discovered fairly recently and has all kinds of great qualities that we're only just starting to scratch the surface for possible uses. Canadian part supplier Martin Rea owns 20% of a graphene company and has come up with an interesting application for the material. Here's the CEO of the company to explain. Looking at how we could apply it to our products, Brake lines was one of the first places we looked. Brake lines are uh, a double-walled tube um, with, with copper plate and are, are uh, coated. 
they take a lot of abuse, you know, abrasion uh, resistance is very important. And our thought was, could we put graphene, you know, in the coating or in the in the um, uh, product to protect it better? And as it turned out, we found working with Nano Explore that uh, a mix of graphene in the uh, in the nylon coating improved the abrasion resistance substantially. And it also allowed us to remove uh, other products that typically protect key areas on a brake line, whether it be padding, whether it be uh, polypropylene, um, which adds weight and expense. So um, it's quite a breakthrough. It's not something that our customers necessarily were asking us to go find, but it's something that we develop and there's a lot of interest in it. Pat DeRamo goes on to call graphene a wonder material and says the average brake line will fail after going through 5,000 cycles in an abrasion test. The graphene line lasts for nearly 500,000 cycles. You can watch that entire interview right now on our website or YouTube channel. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday when our guest will be Rob Mantinen the program manager for the new Chevy Bolt EUV. If you have any questions about that vehicle, send them to viewer mail at autoline.tv. But that wraps up this show. Thanks for watching, and we hope to see you again tomorrow. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game.